1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Welcome to the Foul Front Outdoors Tales and Tips segment, where we bring to light the heart of hunting through shared experiences and lessons learned. By talking with real hunters, both new and old, to preserve and share part of this passion that we hold dear, not only to entertain, but also to educate. So listen up, because this is Tales and Tips, and you're on the foul front. This week's episode is brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries, the fastest growing, most affordable decoys on the market with unmatched customer service. Visit them online at divebombindustries.com, on Instagram or Facebook at Dive Bomb Industries. Or go ahead and give them a call anytime, seven days a week at 314-322-7468. And go ahead and use the promo code FOULFRONT, all undercase with a space in between foul and front, for 10% off your next purchase of Dive Bomb Decoys. This episode also brought to you in part by Hunt Hickory Creek. And new to Hunt Hickory Creek this year is their Central Kansas Lodge. They're going to be running hunters from the end of October all the way through January. And their main hunting area is located between Kavira National Refuge and Cheyenne Bottoms. Now, Central Kansas is a special place for waterfowl hunting. And during the peak migration, these refuges hold hundreds of thousands, if not close to millions of birds at one time. So for your chance of a hunt of a lifetime, head on over to HuntHickoryCreek.com because if you're going to hunt Kansas... Hunt Hickory Creek. 
Hey everyone, Austin here with Colorado Custom Game Calls. Are you looking for a duck or goose call for next season? Are you a budget hunter? Well guys, let us know over here at Colorado Custom Game Calls. We provide high quality calls at affordable prices. We are budget hunter friendly. Whether it be the colors of the resin, the colors of the band, do you want something in your call? It's your call. You get to build it from the ground up. So guys, make sure you go check us out on our Facebook and Instagram and on the web at coloradocustomgamecalls.com. Welcome to another episode of Tales and Tips. This week, we will be continuing our focus on women and waterfowling with interviewing my wife, Courtney, to get a look into all they deal with so we can chase our passion that is waterfowling. And now back to more from our sponsors. Did you know that tagging migratory game birds after you harvest them is a federal law? Did you know it's being enforced in all 50 U.S. states and Canada? Well, ToeTags LLC has just a solution for migratory game bird hunters, a waterproof tagging solution that meets all federal tagging laws. With several options of tags and custom tags available, this is perfect for all hunters. Whether you are an outfitter or a weekender, for just a few cents a day, you can ensure you're in compliance with the law. Contact ToeTags LLC at www.toetagsllc.com. Hey, I want to tell you about a hunt logging system that my friend Elliot from Freelance Duck Hunting has created. It's a site called Freelance Hunt Stats. At Freelance Hunt Stats, you can record information from each day's hunt, which allows you to remember what took place each day, and it also helps you improve your future hunting success. It's easy to use, it tracks game totals, weather patterns, shooting information, bird averages, and a lot more. So go to FreelanceHuntStats.com and create an account to start logging your hunts today. Also, be sure to head over to DocsOutdoorSupplies.com. They've got tons of motion decoys and anything else that you need to be in the outdoors. So, for your 10% off, use FowlFront18 at your checkout at DocsOutdoorSupplies.com. Hey guys, this is Devin with FowlFront. Today we're going to be interviewing uh, my wife as part of a special for uh, the FowlFront of uh, women hunting or women in the wild. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I've got my wife, Courtney, here. Courtney, say hello to everybody. Hello. Um, so we're going to – I already know all pretty much all the answers to these questions, but the listeners do not. So kind of introduce yourself. Uh, where were you born and where did you grow up? Um, and sort of like, how, you know, whether you were in the nature or city girl, kind of sort of those things, let the listeners know. So, so I was born in New Jersey but grew up in a small town in North Carolina. Um, growing up – we had some land, and my brothers and sister and I would always go outside and play and just spend most of our time outdoors. Um, I guess growing up with a big family, it was easier to spend time outside, and so that's where we spent most of our time um, growing up. And you guys lived across from a horse farm, right? Like, so we did, yeah. Had a lot of a lot of uh, fun with horses and just the natural natural world. So, when was when was your first time that you got introduced to hunting, um, and and how did it go, and, and what were we doing um, when when you were introduced? So. Uh, so growing up, I didn't know anything about hunting or like hunting even, and um, was first introduced to it when we first started dating, and you were deer hunting at the time, and so. Um, you'd go to Virginia a lot with your grandfather and hunt, and I went out with you a couple times um, during the, se- the deer season, and that was when I f- was first introduced to it. Yeah, and and did you, and you can be honest, did you really enjoy those times out during the deer hunting? Um, 
as far as your first introduction? What was like your first initial thoughts? Did you think like I was crazy or some like redneck hillbilly or, or what? Uh, I definitely thought it was not the most fun that you could ever have. Um, honestly, didn't see what you liked about it or what was appealing to you, but it was obviously something that you enjoyed. Um, I know you spent a lot of time doing it with your grandfather, so. Um, so, yeah, you just kind of just wanted to to spend time wherever I was kind of sort of. That kind yeah, of not, um, not very entertaining. <laughs> yeah, um, well, I could go on and on, as you know, about hunting and why I love it, but that's a, that's a different um, podcast episode. But, so, we're going to talk a little bit about, um, for listeners, and uh, for listeners' wives, or maybe the wives are listeners, um, about... Uh, hunting and, and the hunting wives and, and their lifestyle and and whether they hunt or whether they, they don't hunt, how they kind of cope with uh, our passion and our desires uh, during the season. Um, for someone like me who does some dove hunting and basically from September to May, um, even June if you count trout fishing, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm gone a lot during the weekends. Uh, obviously, that's going to change with our new baby girl that's coming, little Sutton. Um, and uh, she... Basically, it's, it's just going to be uh, a little different this year. But anyways, for the past years, we're going to kind of talk uh, as being newlyweds and, and kind of go through uh, her thought process and how, how to kind of uh, how to cope or, or actually manage uh, your hunting season um, and not neglect your loved ones and those kind of things. So first question, Courtney, I'd like to ask is, um, like, what... How did you, uh, you know, I've been on a couple of trips, been to Kansas and, and so forth. Kind of how, how did you, I, I know you didn't really like the thought of me leaving for that long or going on those long trips. How did you come to, to kind of cope with that or, or be okay with those kind of things? Um, for me, I think the biggest thing is since I'm a second grade teacher and so I tried to remember that this is your hobby and something fun that you enjoy doing. And so I try to use that time while you're away to kind of catch up on some school things and work on some bigger school projects and whatnot. That way I'm not doing it when you're home. And while you're away, I can kind of knock a couple things out and just try to use that time wisely so that I'm not doing a bunch of school stuff when you are here. Yeah. And also like on the weekends too, obviously when you don't have schoolwork, you fill your other time with, um, with, you know, possibly going out and doing things you like to do as well and filling that time. Um, so explain kind of like what you like to do like on the weekends, obviously, when you're not in school and you're not busy with that, what what you kind of do to to cope with, with me being gone and us not hanging out like we usually do. Um, typically on the weekends, I'll um, get up and just kind of go. I like to do some vintage shopping, and so we have a big antique mall here and all go look around and every weekend there's usually something new there and so I would spend some time going and just kind of looking at those things and just try to run some errands that need to needed to be done and do some housework that needed to be done and um, typically still have some school stuff to do so still work on like a couple of school things grades and papers and whatnot but just try to manage my time so that when you are here there's not much else standing in the way yeah and you brought up um about you know doing some shopping and stuff like that and obviously as as hunters we we definitely do a lot of shopping whether it's for decoys 
whether it's for new uh, new camouflage clothing, any kind of accessories. I, I would say that most hunters nowadays are very very into the accessories, myself included. It's always fun to grab something new, um, use it out in the field, um, and just you know have something that you feel is very valuable. And that being said, I feel, at least for me, sometimes I feel guilty about spending that money, spending the money on a trip, and also, you know, spending time away from you. So how would you say that, like, you come to terms with that, and you think it's fair, I guess, that we do a good job of being fair with the amount of money we spend both on your hobby and both on mine? Yeah, I would say we try to keep it pretty even, typically, um, like, especially when you're gone on the weekends. um, We usually kind of set a budget and say, hey, you know, I spend this much, make sure you kind of don't go over this much. And obviously sometimes I'm not very good at that. Well, but, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we, I did the same thing. So I'm definitely guilty there. So, you know, it's no fault involved in either. But, um, but continue, sorry. But we try to typically keep it pretty even on the weekends especially. And then um, especially with your big Kansas trips, um, we'll be going to Texas soon. And just try to plan – when you plan a hunting trip, try to plan like a family trip that we can kind of go and spend some time together on. Um, just obviously not for every trip or for every outing. There has to be like an even compensation for it. But just try to keep it to where we're still doing things together and still all of our trips aren't hunting trips. They're still family trips where we get to go out and sightsee and do other things. Absolutely. Absolutely. How would you say that it would be a good idea to kind of budget for those things you said we budget on the weekends like what what would be a good thing obviously i think communication comes in big here but what would you can you share with the listeners a little bit of how we kind of plan a budget for the weekend or for a trip or for those things to kind of budget in hunting expenses also hunt like your expenses for things you like to do like your vintage shopping or any kind of shopping um and how we kind of equal it out I would definitely say communication is the biggest part of it, Um, but we typically just look at our budget for, like, our overall budget and then see kind of where we have space to do it and, you know, make it as even as possible. Sometimes, you know, I come out spending more and you other times come out spending more, and so it evens itself out. And just, I think, too, not keeping complete tabs on it to the very cent, um, that can be tiresome and I feel like that's where a lot of times you can kind of grow envious of the other person um so I think not keeping it 100% cent for cent um but just trying to be fair with the other person and understanding yeah no I would agree that's definitely a good good way to look at things um especially being either married or in a serious relationship or or any of those things um as far as, you know, the time spent away, obviously, I know last year we'll say that from September onward, you know, hunting kind of was my, um, let's say, drug, for, for for instance. And I was out a lot just hunting almost every weekend, you know. And I bring you along, too, but I also felt guilty being away from you, especially during duck season. It was almost every weekend, just nonstop, trying to get the dog as much trained as possible. How would you say that you kept from because i know i know in most women most normal women would be upset with that kind of you know 50 out of 60 days of duck season um or 90 percent of duck season being spent out in the woods or how would you explain to the other listeners positive listeners wives how you came to to terms with those things and try not to get upset because i mean in and you're very in your rightful mind you most women would be upset and very rightfully so um with the kind of 
obsession and passion that some hunters do have, especially with me last year. How would you how would you say that uh, you kind of overlooked those things and, and tried to look on, on the bright side of things and, and you know where arguments wouldn't get started and stuff. Uh, I think the biggest thing is knowing that this is a hobby for you and a passion and something that you love doing. Um, it's something that you like to do and take your mind off of things. And I have, you know, I love to do DIY projects and go vintage shopping and antiquing and whatnot. And so I know that's not something that you always enjoy doing. And so even though it's not my favorite thing by all means i know it's something that you love um and so typically we'll sit down with a you know a calendar for the year and look at the seasons um and just kind of plan out um what weekends you'll be hunting and if you're going to do like a morning hunt or afternoon hunt and then you know if it's a weekend that you're hunting we'll you know if it's a morning hunt we'll try to do something that afternoon together and just make sure that we're planning things um with each other and then, you know, if you're taking a big trip, we'll typically try to, you know, go out and do something together before you leave. And when you come back, have something planned. Um, and then on the weekends that you don't have anything on the calendar for hunting, just making sure that we're spending that time together um, and planning just even if it's just like going out and getting breakfast. I know that's one of our favorite things to do. And mm-hmm. just just making sure that when we're not when you're not hunting, we're spending that time together and keeping it balanced. Yeah, because I would say that's probably one of your biggest things. You like personal time is probably your love language. I would say one hundred percent. And so it's definitely, it's definitely, you know, one of those important things, especially as a hunter and myself included. I get you know distracted by some of those things. And, and honestly, hunting is important, but it's not more the most important thing in life. And just coming back to grounds with that, just you know, make sure as a hunter, if if you don't, and of course, you know, if if your significant other likes to hunt, then, you know, it's, it's obviously not as big of a deal, but if your significant hunt or significant other doesn't really like to hunt, they're all right with it, but not really crazed with it, then, you know, you got to find that middle ground, I would say, um, like, like you said, and, and really try to, try to put in equal effort both ways, you know, cause you don't want to be the person who's only paying attention to your spouse when you're not hunting or, you know, even, even so, I mean, I've caught myself doing this as well. I'm guilty of as well, but, you know, thinking about hunting when we're supposed to be spending time together. Um, and so trying to even that out, trying to really find things we both like to enjoy doing and spend, just spending time with each other is really quality. Also, um, kind of get into, you've been on a couple hunts. We mentioned that earlier and we'll kind of wrap it up around here. Um, but explain to other people who don't like to hunt, like I know, biggest big problem with you at the beginning was kind of trying to find something you like to do to bring you out there. Because again, you know, we, we like to hunt, and I do like to have you out there just because it's it's fun to show you these things. And there's so many things in nature that you can't see other than when you're out hunting. Um, and or what do you, you know, what did you find that kind of helped you? get into not really into hunting but become accepting of it and, and not be so like ugh, i don't want to wake up and go and do this but but kind of find your common terms just like you know i for instance you know with you and the vintage shopping i'm not a huge shopper but you know i've kind of come to like the diy projects i like doing that I like building stuff and so it, it is kind of a fun thing for me to do and kind of a middle ground for me to go do that stuff with you but for hunting how would you say especially for others like how to find that that middle ground, even in something you don't like to do as much. Um, I would say the biggest thing is try finding, 
even if it's like the smallest piece of the time out there, um, something that you enjoy doing with it. And so for me, I don't particularly love waking up at two o'clock in the morning and going and sitting in freezing cold weather until my toes and fingers are numb. But um, I just got a really nice camera for Christmas and I really enjoy photography. And so I'll take my camera out there and um, especially when Wesson goes, taking pictures of Wesson and the landscapes, you typically hunt in you know pretty places. And so just taking my camera out there and not just sitting there waiting for something to come flying by or something, um, but taking pictures while the sun's rising and just trying to find the joy in the small things, I guess. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, and again, there's so many things that you can find in hunting and just everyday life, obviously spending time with your your significant other, your partner, your your best friend. Um, and so to kind of wrap things up, we'll, we'll kind of go over everything again. Um, just reiterate, um, Courtney brought up some great points. Really, when when you're trying to discuss all your trips for the coming years and the the hunting, maybe not even trips, but just, you know, hunting outings for the coming coming year. Just uh, make sure, obviously, you communicate with your, your significant other and let them know what you're planning on doing because the biggest thing I think that we had was just me expecting to be out hunting all day and you expected me to come home at, like, 11, 12 o'clock. And I was like, well, I plan on hunting. And you, and you were kind of like, well, I'm just sitting at the house. I expected you to come out and I thought we were going to go hunting or go shopping or, you know, go out to eat or, or spend time together doing something else. And, um, so that's, I would say that's a, that's a big thing to do is communicate those kind of things as schedule. And then also, you know, obviously budget and try to budget fairly, you know, hunting can be expensive, but you know, if you budget those things, then it's going to be a lot more, um, understandable to your other, your significant other and, 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 and kind of come to a common grounds there. And then also, you know, if your significant other doesn't not like hunting, but doesn't will go out with you, you know, or, you know, if you're really um, lucky and you have your, your uh, significant other that loves to go hunting, um, you know, just try to find, the, like, like Courtney had said, try to find the small things um, if you can with your significant other and try to find and, and magnify those things for them. You know, if they don't like waking up early, maybe try to do a later hunt or something. Try, try to get something where you can both enjoy it and it won't be so so bad, and they'll, they'll actually want to, you know, maybe come back out and, and do it again because it's, it's really, you know, it's about spending time with each other um, as much as possible and and also having fun and, and not being, um, you know, getting into arguments and those kind of things over things that, you know, aren't, aren't are kind of trivial. But um, that's it um, with Courtney. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say or, or? – Anything else you want to highlight that I didn't highlight? or? or? No, I think that was pretty much it. I would just say, you know, balance and communication are going to be the two biggest factors of it all. Yeah, I agree. All right, thanks, guys, for listening. Um, this is Devin and Courtney. Thanks. Hey, guys, thanks for joining us for another week of Tales and Tips. We really enjoy you, the listener, being a part of Southfront and the pivotal feedback you give us through our Facebook listeners group, Instagram, and email. Your opinions mean a lot to us, so we can continue to provide you guys with quality content each week. So if you would, please leave us a rating and review on iTunes so we can know how we did. It's a simple task, but very important to us as it helps us reach more folks who may be looking for the right podcast to suit their waterfowl needs. So please like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Foulfront Outdoors, and don't forget to tell your friends. I'd also like to take a second to announce something very exciting that's happening very soon. 
Foulfront will be partnering together with Spurred Outdoors, which will be a turkey-exclusive podcast to scratch your turkey hunting itch. I will be the host, and Derek Kwasniska, the co-host, and we'll be bringing to you turkey tips, strategies, and tales from some of turkey hunting's well-knowns, but also from the blue-collar folks that make the tradition what it is. We will be putting out episodes starting in September, and we'll be releasing twice a month. So go over to iTunes and give us a listen, if you will. Follow the Instagram page at Spurred Outdoors and the Facebook listeners group, because we'd love to hear from you and possibly come on to talk turkey with us. At this time, we'd like to thank our sponsors again. Hunt Hickory Creek. If you want to hunt Kansas, Chase and his guides will take care of you. Their lodging and food are great, as I can speak from personal experience, and they will do everything in their power to make sure you are taken care of and have a great time. We'd also like to thank Dive Bomb Industries. If you're looking for an incredibly affordable decoy spread, go over and check them out at their website. And don't forget to get your 10% discount with the code FOULFRONT, all lowercase, in a space between the words FOUL and FRONT. We'd like to take the time to thank Colorado Custom Game Calls. They are there for you, the budget hunter. A call made for the everyday, hardworking waterfowl hunter. I'm excited to get my custom call made with the custom band and barrel from Austin. So go over there and check them out and grab you a great, affordable call. We'd also like to thank today FreelanceHuntStats.com. Now there is a new, modernized way of recording your hunt. No more worries about messy, loose-leaf papers or jumbles of logbooks. FreelanceHuntStats.com provides you a clean and affordable way to remember your hunts for years to come and to provide you with beneficial analysis for your future hunts. We'd like to also thank Doc's Outdoor Supplies. So go over and check them out at DocsOutdoorSupplies.com for all your outdoor needs. And don't forget to use the FoulFront coupon code, FoulFront18, all lowercase and one word. And last but not least, we'd like to thank ToeTags LLC. You never want to be out of compliance with federal law when tagging your birds. And ToeTags has provided an easy and effective way to do so. So head over there and check them out today. And again, we'd like to thank you, the listeners. Until next time, this is Tales and Tips with the FoulFront. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Foul Front Waterfowl Podcast. Please come join us on our Facebook group, the Foul Front Waterfowl Podcast group, where you can connect with a good group of hunters because we're all in this together. We need to act like it so that hopefully our great, great grandkids will be hunting ducks over our favorite public lands. Uh, we also ask that you go ahead and give us a written review on iTunes and give us five stars if you think we deserve it. And we really do want to hear back from you uh, so that we can give you the best possible content. And if you get in on that Facebook group, you can get in there and you can ask questions and you can tell us what you want to hear next or you can tell us uh, what you don't like. And we'll be sure to tailor things to our listeners. So, all right. Stay safe out there and we will see you next week. Hey, you ever been sitting in front of your TV just wondering why you can't catch the latest episode of The Foul Front right there in your living room so you can press all your guests and family with your fine taste and podcast listening? Me neither. But hey, as a part of the Waypoint Outdoor Collective, you can now find The Foul Front and some other great podcasts on your Apple TV, your Roku, your Amazon Fire Stick, Smart TV, even your gaming console just by downloading the Waypoint app. And heck, while you're there, they got over 2,500 hunting and fishing shows on demand. Go download the Waypoint app today. 
you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm ill there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.